Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wong Pickups. Hey, it's me, Todd Novak. We are so happy that you are listening to our show today. And we've got somebody very special on the line. This is Matt Needham, uh, Needham Guitars. That is right. Out of Austin, Texas, correct? Correct. Perfect. Everybody who is new to the podcast, we just want to, I guess, just give a a real brief, like, who the heck are we and what do we do? Um, Who do we focus on? Tony. We focus on the guitar industry. And the small builders. And the small builders, the boutique builders, Mm -hmm. and even some larger size. Yeah, but mostly the boutique. Yeah, we like the boutique stuff because uh, most of those folks are very approachable and anxious to tell their story. And they're doing usually the most interesting things because they have no fear and nothing they don't to have lose. to. They don't have to report to the man. Yeah, nope. they are their own chairman. They are the man. That's <laughs> they right. Are the man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's what you're going to hear when you listen to the guitar knobs, and uh, we are approaching. Well, I guess we're at. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, we will have launched our 80th episode, uh, which is Whoa. not necessarily a milestone for anything really at all, um, but. Just letting you know, so that if you're like, hey, what can, can I hear more of these? Yeah, you can. And if you go to our website at theguitarknobs.com, we have all of them there. They are also uh, streaming on, on YouTube and all of your other podcast device format phalanges. <laughs> it's, just, it's a word that I came didn't, I didn't realize they had phalanges on <laughs> yeah. the internet. I, for whatever reason, I was just thinking of uh, Rango. Oh, Rango. Yeah, it's the uh, animated film with Johnny Depp is like this gecko lizard guy. Oh, oh yeah. I remember and, that. No, and, I haven't seen And it. one of the characters is called Beans and she goes, get your damn phalanges off my boots. And I love that. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, fantastic yeah. movie. If you Welcome to the podcast. To if you haven't changed the <laughs> flipped forward ahead. <laughs> Anyways, guys, we've got an awesome show for you. Uh, Hey, we've got an awesome show for you if you want to stick around and listen to the smooth sounds of Todd Novak telling you what's up in the guitar world, babies. Play that slimy jazz. Yeah. So, uh, hey, really quick, I think that I, I, I may be alone. I doubt that I'm alone. I'm pretty sure I'm not alone because I've seen evidence of that in the form of sellouts. Sellouts in a good way. Because I am way beyond excited, happy, over the moon that the announcement of the Smashing Pumpkins tour featuring the songs of Siamese Dream yep. has been announced. And I just cannot wait for that. That is one of my absolute favorite albums of all time. Well, Original cool. guys, right? Arguably is, is, one of the greatest rock albums it? of all time. Yes, he is. Um, or, in or, the, or is uh, it back to Eha? Hmm. They're both well, there. They're both there. They're oh, both they're involved. Both there. Yeah. So... Yep. So, yeah, so Jeff Schroeder, who was on the show very early um, because he's a total gearhead and a heck of a nice guy. Super nice. Uh, We had been we had been talking uh, over the internets on devices and things. And he said, hey, there's something coming. And I was like, oh, my God. And I think we're going to try to do something for special for the podcast when they when that tour rolls into Columbus. So I'm really excited about that. But more importantly, 
as we're all gearing up for that, as often what happens is, you know, when you find out the tour's coming, uh, the, you start listening to more of the music and the more you start listening to the music, the more you start wanting to play that music. And over at Reverb, uh, they've got a special section on potent pairings on how to sound like the Smashing Pumpkins. Now, we know that Billy just released a pedal that basically is his sound in a box, which is great and nails some of those tones. But what about some of the other ones? What about some of the other ones like like Crush and 1979 and stuff? These ones are all covered off in there and they tell you what pedals to get and how to use them, how to pair them. Listen, it's not just Sherbrock. Check out all the pedals. You go over to Reverb.com under the news section, under potent pairings, and you can see for yourself. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. We look forward to talking with, with Jeff and I, hopefully the other guys. Boy, I would be super excited if we could get at, at least some of the rest of them, if not all of them in here. I would be beyond, I would be over the moon. I wouldn't know what to do myself. I might just not be able to talk. But you know, anyways, I, well, I, that would be a miracle. Now. I, love, I love their music. I remember when that music came out, what, 20 some years ago. I yeah, loved it, man. It I incredible. would love to meet those guys. I remember exactly where I was in the middle of the exact street with in my car the very first time I heard Cherub Rock that just poof, I, it blew I don't think my I had mind. a license blew yet. Blew my mind. <laughs> I mean, I was already familiar with it with uh, Gish and everything, but um, moving forward... Hey, we also want to throw out a humongous, humongoid, gigantis thank you to Rode Microphones for providing us with the microphones that power our little podcast here, allowing us to record our thoughts, opinions, and nonsense on these Rode Procaster series microphones. Uh, they have, they're excellent. They've been a great partner, and we are grateful to them for supporting our show and the guitar community. And making us sound better. That's yes. right. Yes. Sounding better. Not only the microphones, but this great hardware. Yeah, all the stuff that goes with it. All right, everybody. What is going on in our music world today? Jared. Very, very, very excited. Uh, So back in uh, the late 90s, I got my very first Gibson Les Paul, um, and it was a black 1979 custom. And the back of the neck, all the finish was wore down to the wood. And that thing played like butter. I loved it. Um, hard times uh, caused me to uh, take it to the guitar shop and trade it in for cash. And um, I regretted it. Anyhow, I was at a guitar shop just the other day and saw this. What guitar shop? Well, that would be Lay's Guitar <laughs> Repair in Akron, The one time Ohio. you have the appropriate place to really plug that and you don't. And who is it that you deal with at Lay's? Dan. Dan Shin up at Lay's. All right. Anyway, I was in there. I was actually picking up that Stratocaster, which we'll talk about at a later time. Oh, joy. But, right. And <laughs> this thing, this Les Paul on the wall was, it's, it's like orange. It's nicotined out. I mean, it looks like somebody had it in a smoking room and just smoked and blew the smoke onto the guitar. Yeah, it looks like the old test of, <laughs> of when it, it, it honestly, it looks like the inside of a cigarette filter. It does. 
Yeah. It, uh, yes. It's the exact same color. It so is, so to, to, to clarify, it's a natural finish. One. It, it was, it is, or, or was, or <laughs> now it's, underneath now the nicotine, now it's orange. You it's need a to nicotine paint the, finish. The back like black, like McRonson's guitar. <laughs> yes. Now you're talking. Yeah. Anyway, this thing plays like a dream. It's been worn in, honestly. Everything on it is is just honest wear, and that's what I love about old guitars. Yeah, and you got that for a killer price. I did. I got that for hardly anything. Um, now is that a is that a retop? No, no, it's a real deal. That's a real. Everything is original on the guitar, except for the uh, I believe the the buttons, the um, the knobs. Hmm. The knobs are not original, and the what toggle switch. It? It's a seventy nine. Uh, all the the pots and all the electronics check out. The bridge was changed. Um, at one time, there was a DiMarzio in it, but uh, Dan put a another T-top in it. But uh, the neck pickup is original. Um, <clears throat> but what I did was I put in a, a set of my own T-tops and without covers, and to me, that looks way better than with the covers. So the the guitar is looking awesome. And one thing I wanted to point out, which I was very surprised at, that I've never seen before. Would you say you were very surprised? Super surprised, actually. (laughs) Uh, My buddy Zach was checking it out, and he said, Jared, did you know this is a one-piece body? Because in in those days, uh, they're known as the pancake body. And Tony, can you just briefly explain? Yeah, they were, they were uh, I don't know if they couldn't source or they couldn't, or they were just buying less expensive mahogany, but they would take two, uh, I don't know, maybe three quarter inch uh, pieces of mahogany and then sand together. Well, they, no, there was a piece of maple in between them. Okay. So they would make it. So if you look at the side of most of those Les Pauls, you see a, a, a line around the, the middle of it. And uh, so that's why they're also known as. Pancakes. Yeah, they're known as because the it's pancake. A, yeah, that's what that line is then. Yes, because it looks like it's like the top is cracked or something, but there's like a vertical line going across. Well, the that's no, no, the, no, that's, that's, that's the top. That's the top. We're talking We're about the, the side, side of the body. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, so this is a full piece, and I was I I couldn't believe no, it's it. It's a piece, all right. It weighs a ton. This <laughs> it, this is every bit of 1979. Ten, Let's ten point eleven ounces, not the heaviest, but it's still heavy. Pounds, you mean? Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. 10.11 <laughs> pounds. Yep. Mean, 10 pounds, 11 ounces. It's, it weighs as much as my coffee? <laughs> well, I wish it did, buddy. Yeah. No, it's it's a great, smelly, the back out. old, crazy, nicotine out guitar, and I love it. That's cool. It is It is really unique looking. It is. Yeah, I will say that. That is new in my world. That's awesome. Uh, how about we, we get to Matt, our guest? What's going on in your that world, buddy? Nice. Mm, uh, just working on my own guitars mostly. Uh, been spending a lot of time this week trying to finish up the uh, first uh, of my double cutaway model. Oh, wow. uh, so I did kind of a mock-up uh, prototype of it just to see how it how it would look. And uh, once I once I got that the way I liked it, I you know, use some good wood and I'm actually putting one together. So almost got that done. I'm really excited about that. You have, Killer. Any, you have any photos up yet? I we didn't see any on the, uh, there's some on Instagram of, uh, of kind of the mock-up I did. Oh. It's a red double cutaway. 
Oh, there it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. It's subtle. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into the the, the word subtle later. (laughs) (laughs) That is the word. Awesome. Well, that's cool. We can't wait to, to learn a little bit more about that. Tony. Holy moly, has this been a week. Holy moly. All right. So last time we got together. Try to cram uh, it into about 3.5 minutes. <sighs> See what I have to put up with? 2.5 minutes. Oh, there we go. <laughs> He's counting them down like an elevator. Um, so last time we got together, we talked about a couple of things. And while we were talking to uh, our guest, he had mentioned that on one of his four on the floor was a device called the Internet by Dwarfcraft Audio or mm-hmm. Devices. Not that we weren't listening, but I pulled it up on my phone on Reverb, of all, you know, of all places. All yes. Right. And found one for an extremely good price. It turns out it's it's an early one. Stolen. And um, it, is, oh. <laughs> it, is a cool, <laughs> it is a cool pedal. Wooly, uh, you, definitely, uh, you definitely like to pick loud pedals. Yeah, and that, that was uh, Champion Lecky, Champion a.k.a. Wooly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's 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 got this crazy monster face thing on it, and where the knobs are are its eyes, and it's got a thing called Google, which is the overdrive, right? And Prawn, which is I believe it's a it's a backwards spelling of of another word that you go to the internet for. Yes. Oh. Um, and uh, that one is uh, is like a I mean it must be a twenty dB boost. It is just <laughs> so over the top. Yeah. But it's cool. It's a cool. It's a real. Actually, the the OD side is really good. It's really useful. And it should have just been a twelve dB boost. <laughs> twelve o'clock. Twelve o'clock. Hey, <laughs> he's right. very funny. So yeah, that's a, that's a cool pedal, and we got it for a song. Uh, we also talked about uh, maybe a week or two ago. Uh, the Eastwood uh, Ricky Mandolin. Uh, it's Eastwood's take on the Rickenbacker 5002 <laughs> mandolin. What are you giggling about? Because there's like two people in the universe that were... <laughs> There's might be more than excited you know. about that. If you if you know if if all of our any of our listeners out Wait, there know what a Rickenbacker Rick and, and, and a mandolin? Yes, it is. So it's a, it's actually a cool little thing. Yeah. Uh, Eastwood did a phenomenal job. Uh um, It is it is pretty neat looking. It yeah. does look like a little Rickenbacker. I mean, it's cute. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's a, it's a, it's almost a dead-on replica. Yeah. Um I'm surprised that It'd be, Rick, it would be cool to hear that plugged into some effects yeah. for sure into oh, yeah. the internet yeah into the yeah, internet play the- <laughs> <laughs> so um and, and also big thanks to uh making music up in chicago who apparently is a distributor for eastwood in the u.s mm-hmm. they they boxed this is this is by far the best packing job i have ever seen and especially for something this small so it's basically you know a mandolin is a small instrument it's inside its own thick cardboard doubled up box they put that inside another half guitar box and it i mean i, th- I think the not way- much to break on that thing and maybe they went yeah. a little overkill they they went a little overkill but i'd rather <laughs> have it that way than have it come with the headstock snapped off yeah but they did a great job so shout out to to those guys at making music good job and lastly uh and i wasn't even looking for this but i just stumbled on it uh actually yesterday um, a, a buddy of mine said, "Hey, I know a guy that's selling a, a GNL S500, mm-hmm. which is basically a 
really nice strat that GNL makes. Mm-hmm. Um, for the listeners who may not be familiar with GNL, can you elaborate on what GNL is? Sure. G and L stands for George and Leo, George Fullerton, Leo Fender. So after uh, Leo sold the company, uh, Fender to CBS, CBS um, they, uh, he started, he had to sit out of the music industry as part of his agreement. And then he started a company called Music Man, uh, making the guitars. Actually, it was, it was okay. Well, we'll say it's. It, 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 All right. Yeah, we're going to start. There, 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 there was the, a, there the abbreviated history. Okay, <laughs> the abbreviated history is there. So let's just say that he was involved with making Music Man guitars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Although we should probably do a podcast on maybe uh, either offshoot. That would actually be a really good show, uh, talking about offshoot brands. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Let's do that. Okay. I, I've been to GNL. I was just recently yeah. there. It's fantastic. So Anyways, go when things went awry at, at, at uh, Music Man, uh, they, uh, uh, Leo Fender started uh, along with uh, George Fullerton, who was a longtime employee at Fender. Um, I mean, he was one of the main designers, right? Well, he started off on the line and, you know, he was there longer than Leo was after CBS took over. Yeah. Uh, But they started uh, a company called GNL, also in Fullerton, California. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, they would, they made guitars that were similar, but somewhat different. Um, But mostly similar. But somewhat similar. (laughs) No, the almost, lower bow was very similar. similar. <laughs> <laughs> well, their first model was an ASAT, A-S-A-T. Some say that that stood for as same as a telly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, but the electronics were better. Uh, the hardware was definitely better. The finish work was considerably they better. They have a really great finish um, and, uh, um, booth there. It's really great. Now, uh, I guess uh, GNL is owned by BBE. Um, and uh, they continue in the same place, making really high quality. They're known for their finish work. But anyhow, long story short, I got, I got. It's just a smoking deal on this guitar. It's a beautiful instrument in in you Bel Air green. You stole it. Well, I mean, the guy was was really nice. Um, we discussed, and and they actually. Um, it turns out he he knows some people that I do, and his birthday is the day before mine, and it's just mm. it, it worked out really well. It was just one of those good deals. He was happy, I was extremely happy, and you got a good deal because his birthday is not your birthday. No, no, that that came up afterwards. We we I texted him back and I said, hey, thanks again for the great deal on this. Uh, I told him the the year that it was, which was two thousand two, and then he shot back some information. And he's oh, I'm going to see so and so, and then he said, oh, and I share a birthday with Jimmy Page, which this January 9th. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you're lucky. I share mine with Pat Benatar, <laughs> <laughs> which is January 10th. Sweet. All right. Well, but it, it's been, it's been a going, crazy, but... it's been a crazy week. I mean, it's just yeah. been this boom, bitty, boom, bitty, boom, bitty, boom. All kinds of stuff. Bitty, yeah. boom. Bitty, boom. All right. But, sorry. I exceeded my Matt, three and a half there, minutes. Matt, you still there, buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, still good. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I went overtime, we probably don't need to talk to see what you're doing. Talk. Probably not. It's, it's probably. <laughs> so <laughs> what's happening in your guitar world this week? Don't, you know, here's something that here's something weird. It isn't, it, it didn't go like crazy pants. Um, but what I did was I took a couple guitars from my house and I just placed them in different places every day. So I'd move the guitars around every day. And what I found was, because I just wanted, like, I usually have them in a specific area. Mm-hmm. 
And what this allowed me to do, I've got, you know, I've got three kids and, you know, life is happening constantly there. Well, in order for me to play guitar, I either have to like go into the other room, pick a guitar, go plug it in or, or, you know, if it's an acoustic, I, I do that. So I had, I took two of my acoustics and well, the only two acoustics I have, and I took those acoustics and I just, every day I just kind of placed them in different areas in the house. And what I found was I was playing so much more, even just like dinking around just a little noodle and like I could sit there and they could tell me about their day and their homework and you know, whatever else. And I'd just be sitting there listening and you know, listening to them talk to each other and just kind of playing. And it was just, it was nice. It felt seems kind of rude. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who cares about your story? I'm jamming. Yeah. Do you know this song I'm playing? Tell me more about your childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Smoke on the water. Yeah. And then dad just played the guitar all the time and yeah. never listened to us. No, I know what you mean. I mean, Eddie Van Halen does the same thing. He carries his guitar everywhere he goes in the house, even the bathroom. I mean, I keep mine in the bathroom all the time. Right. Yep. No, seriously. I know. There's something to that. That's for sure. Yeah, I think so. It was. It was just. In the, it was just a. I did it to. I wasn't consciously going. Mm, I gotta try to play more guitar. But I was like, I wonder if I put these around. If I. If I'll. You know. If I'll just take a little bit more time every week to to just you know fiddle around with them. So that was kind of nice. So nice. if you're at home and you got your guitars and they're kind of in the same place all the time and you find yourself getting a little bit of a playing rut, just move them around a if little. If you have bit. a large dog, though, be careful where you place them. Or right. a small dog, because a small dog could get inside and That's right. or pee suffocate. on it. That's right. Yeah. Anyways. All a concern. Oh, man. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. Okay, man. Lay your four pedals on. All right. Okay. Uh, first is pretty boring, but it's one I've uh, always loved. Uh, the Boss TR2. Um, just love tremolo and... I've had a lot of different tremolo pedals, but that one's really always ends up being my favorite. It's uh, really versatile and has a great sound, and I've just always been really happy with it. You've uh, been playing Boss for a long time, I take it? Yeah, I've always kind of leaned lean towards Boss. I know it's kind of vanilla and bland in some hey, people's eyes. No, man, I down. mean, if it's your thing, it's your thing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, they're great. They're great pedals. They're like... Mm-hmm. Honda's You'd be hard you know? hard pressed to find a guitar player that doesn't have a boss pedal. Right. True. I have one. There you go. I've had a lot of different drum pedals. I've had a Voodoo Labs for a long time, and um, that's a good one. I, I, I sort of had that stereo, that purple stereo one. Uh, oh but, yeah, what is that? That's the. Is that a Dunlop or? It's, yeah, Tremulator. I think it's the Tremulator. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's purple with. Kind of a wavy mm-hmm. logo on it, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that like gold lettering. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. I, I've I've had mm. probably a half dozen of or those, and I kind of settled on the. Um, uh, you like the super trim, super right? trim, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. That one sounded mm-hmm. the most amp like to me. Yeah, takes up a lot of space on the board, though, man. Well, you know. Anyways, get, get a bigger board. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but ding a dang a dong. Um. Cool. So, uh, that, uh, where is that, is that one that you picked up like a long time ago or, or is that like a newer purchase or is that, you know, is it cherished? I, yeah, no, I think I've had like most stuff. I've had three or four different versions of it. You know, I'll, I'll 
buy it and sell it and rebuy it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 nothing. Uh, not a, a cherished uh, object or anything. It's just just what I have right now. Cool. All right. What do you got for number two? Uh, number two um, is uh, one from the '90s, the Dan Electro Dan Echo. Oh yeah, that's yeah, uh, that's that kind of no, no. It's a Dan, not the Cool Cat Echo, right? Dan Echo. The Dan no, Echo. no, the bigger, the bigger one. Oh, the one the, that's uh, like a, <laughs> a tape echo uh, simulator. Yeah, it looks like a yeah. car. Yeah, oh, yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, not like it, yeah, it doesn't it's real corny. It doesn't look like the shape of a real car. Real corny just, looking. Yeah, yeah. The design. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very cheesy, but it's really solid build and. I just I just like it. To me, it's one of the best uh, sounding uh, tape echo emulators. I just think it has a real nice sound to it. And again, I've had several of those. Uh, I just keep going back to them and uh, repurchasing. <laughs> it's a great pedal. Oh yeah, cool. It's good for the economy. Yes. Number three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also uh, I really like this is kind of a weird one but uh tech 21 comp torsion oh which is uh com- compressor and distortion oh, together cool. yeah uh yes. i just i found one when i was working in a music store a long time ago and just just have always really liked that pedal how much of the distortion do you use with that? I mean, is it do you are you replacing your standard distortion with that, or or is it just kind of a nice little extra bump? Usually, you know, usually when I'm using it, it's I'm just using that pedal, so it, it'll be a lot usually, and just kind of messing with the different settings within that pedal. Do you like a lot of compression, or are you just kind of kissing kissing it with the compression? Not. Typically, when I'm using that a lot, you know, just kind of maxing it out just for for both sides. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna, it's you know something weird. Um, but that's a that's a great pedal. I I always enjoy using that. Cool. All right, round it out with number four. Okay, the number four I have actually never owned, but this is one I want to own. Is the uh, I, I've missed it a couple times and regretted the. K tremolo pedal. Um, it's kind of like that uh, that orange K fuzz, you know, that's like a wah that uh, hmm. the Edge used. And uh, Daniel Lenoir uses them a lot. And he used the K tremolo pedal as well. Uh, but they're really, really cool. Um, he used it all over the soundtrack to sling blade if you've ever heard that oh yeah and it's just basically just a crazy you know sweep on the on the uh speed of the trim that those things uh uh, that's the it's like die cast metal right i mean it's like or or not sorry no those are plastic they're plastic that's what it looks like like a 50s kind of thing yeah they're really really cheesy uh really cheesily made i mean they're very lightweight at all it looks like super duper heavy yeah. i know it looks like you can knock somebody out with that thing. yeah no it's it's like there's nothing to it that's bizarre um, that's cool 
It is. That is a really cool looking pedal. So essentially, for those who aren't familiar, I was not familiar with that pedal. It um, it looks like a billeted, um, uh, like a billeted piston head, essentially, yeah, 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 like yeah. like yeah. like header covers mm-hmm. or not header covers, but um, mm-hmm. valve, valve covers. covers. Yeah, looks like billeted valve yeah. covers. Yeah, right. Off of a uh, off of an old uh, something. Yeah, an old muscle car. But <laughs> that'd be cool to take the guts of that and put it's it in plastic in a metal housing. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's like a that, pedal, I, so you can sweep it. Yeah, it's so cheesy. Right, exactly. It's so cheesy. It's cool though. I do like it. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really cool, actually. Well, everybody's gonna have to when they see the uh, the four and the four blog, they're gonna want to go check this one out because yeah. that is that that's is pretty cool. I think I'm gonna look funky. for one of those, man. Yeah, I can see that at your house. Yeah, on, on your <laughs> board. I like. You should get one of each of the color ones there. Yeah, oh, you know what? Hey, one? look, there's an image of uh, Alchemy Audio. So he's done one of those before. Oh, yeah. Oh, there yeah. we go. So, uh, yeah, and if you, I guess so, hmm. with that said, if you do find one and have questions about it, you can hit up Alchemy Audio and he'll he'll maybe tell you how to fix it or mod it because yeah. apparently he's done some of those. Nice. Our friend Johnny Balmer. Oh, super great Alchemy, guy. Alchemy Audio in, yep. in Chicago. Cool, man. Well, that's uh, four very interesting choices. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We are going to get on with your in- the interview portion of things. Right, Tony? I believe nice. that is the protocol. Is I want to hear is about that next it. in the yeah. agenda? Yeah, I want to hear about I the concur. pickups he uses. Do you concur, Jared? Yes, I do. I'm excited. Okay. So... Uh, We've got Matt Needham here uh, of Needham Guitars, and it, I mean, let let's just be transparent. This is probably not a, a household guitar name. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, no, no, I, I mean, no ill <laughs> ill will by saying that, but you know, <laughs> not I, taken. I think that that's actually one of the more interesting things. And as I mentioned at the at the beginning of the show. I love bringing to the front for our audience, you know, the names that people don't know because that's how we learn things and get turned on to things. Now, I saw your, uh, let's see, we had interviewed uh, Derek from Lincoln Guitars who also makes just bonkers, amazing guitars. He's a great dude. Yeah, and solid dude. He's been on the show a couple times um, and he's mentioned you a few times. And I believe you guys share a workspace, correct? That is correct, yeah. Okay. Now, your guitars look nothing like each other and are pretty far <laughs> away from each other on the spectrum, I would, I would, <laughs> I would say. Um, but what really, really turned me on about these is it was one of the few guitars that I saw that immediately I was drawn to. I, I saw something in it and I said, whoa, wait a minute. What's this? Uh, specifically, the single cutaway with the with the uh, trim on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the EG one. The EG one. I mean, you could have just said the one, right? I mean, true. <laughs> but EG stands for electric guitar. <laughs> your extensive line. It would have actually been yeah. awesome if you would have done something like Yamaha. You know, and gave it some like uh-huh. ridiculously long number. Um, uh, anyways, You're making me rethink this now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if you are 
anywhere near a computer while you're listening to this, I would, or, or your phone and you're not driving, check out, go to Instagram and look up Need Ham Guitars. That's N-E-E-D-H-A-M Guitars. You've only got, what, two, three, two? Two, basically, two yeah, yeah. yeah. And you said you're working well, on Well, I one. mean, uh, yeah, I'm working on a double cutaway right now. It's right. Uh, almost done. Um, and then within the EG1, there's the, the two pickup and the single pickup. Right, and, so, and a hardtail, too. I guess kind of like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same model, but, you know, different variations on, on the same theme. Yeah. Uh, I was sharing your guitars with um, our friend over at Lay's Guitar that we reference often. Um, not we, There's no kind of deal or anything. They're just good guys, and they make good stuff, and they do a good job. I was showing him. I said, you know, hey, we're going to have, we're gonna have uh, Needham guitars on. And he says, oh, I've never heard of them. What are they? And I showed him, and he paused. And, <laughs> and the funny thing is, everybody that I've personally shown your guitars to have done the exact same thing. They just pause. Huh. It, takes, it takes a minute because you've done something that I think is extremely difficult to do. I come from a design background, uh, mm-hmm. not not product design, but uh, graphic design, and mm-hmm. so I'm 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 keen to things that go into design. I've studied art and everything, and and when you when you see something, especially in the guitar world, when you have a familiar uh, a familiar shape or something something that is super super familiar within a product but yet not you mm-hmm. somehow have been able to actually craft a, a very unique design out of, out of one of the most recognizable guitar products in history. And, mm-hmm. and that's partially like on one hand, I was like, wow, uh, that's an awesome looking guitar. I want it. And on the other hand, the other part of me was like, what a difficult task that was. And I was just really excited that, that you were able to do that from a design mm-hmm. standpoint. We're looking at them right now. And some of the things that, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of difficult to, des- to describe your particular guitars because it's not so much what it has, but what it doesn't. Right. <laughs> you, you've essentially created an, an ultra minimalistic Les Paul, Right. Yeah, you know, there's definitely some some Fender, some Tele, you know. Uh, yeah, some, well, when you Gretsch, when you look at the shape know, of the EG One, I mean, the the single cut, it's you would most people go like, oh, that's a Les Paul. Can I say a little tiny bit of Dan Electro? Yeah, well, especially when yeah, you get definitely to the some Dano too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There is there is some in that. Um, yeah. You've got you, so on every aspect of the guitar. If you are thinking, if you if you're if you're laying this next to any one of those guitars, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a, a Tele, a Dan Electro, a, uh, a a Gibson Special, or even a Junior, um, you know, old old mm-hmm. one, uh, or a Les Paul, there are certain cues that you, certain shapes, certain elements of the guitar that you know, the pickups, the pick guard, the horn shape. Um, the you know apparently the the thickness of the guitar every single element you've said okay they've gone right I'm gonna go left but just a little bit left 
it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, I can continue to go on, but that would be incredibly boring. <laughs> and I can see Tony <laughs> fading. Tell us more. Tell us more, Todd. Sure. How do you really feel about <laughs> I, it? I get excited about this stuff and, and I want to <laughs> share it and I want to talk about it at length. And well, I, I want to talk about the details. Yeah. You're, you're a, I guess you're a big picture guy. I'm a big picture guy. I'm a big little, I'm, I'm an all picture guy. He's, he likes pictures. Yeah. I so, just lack pictures. So I, I, I was kind of <laughs> curious, one, about the pickups, and two, I noticed you're using mm-hmm. Mastery, uh, their uh, uh, bridge and, and trim. Oh, gosh, you have to. And that, I mean, that's a beautiful addition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted your, to see your opinion on those versus, you know, like a, a typical, you know, Jag or Jazzmaster Fender issue. Uh, but tell us about the pickups a little bit. Okay, the pickups, uh, mostly P90s. Uh, they're they're custom covers that I make, uh, but they're they inside they fit a P90 shaped pickup. So okay. I use a lot of standard P90s. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that. I just uh, I, I am no, bad about cutting in and asking questions. <laughs> um, what material are you using for those covers? So it's basically Bakelite. Also called phenolic oh. or Garolite. Okay, okay. But it's it's basically the same thing as you know the old timey Bakelite. Um, but it's like a you know you can you can mill it, you can cut it and sand on it. it doesn't melt like you know ABS plastic would, oh, okay. and it's much more dense. Yeah, and it has a, say, it's just a different look and feel to it. Yeah, yeah, it's I almost mean, like ebony. I mean, uh, when, when by the time you start working with it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't wear down like the old Fender Bakelite, right? I mean, it's you said no, it's a lot more dense, so it it probably holds up a lot, you know, a lot better. Yeah, it it, it does. It's pretty, it's pretty hardy stuff. It's it's it, it can take a beating. You're so when you're when you're talking about the uh, the actual you know you you've designed your own for those who can't see it right now um, it, a typical P ninety is basically a, a rectangle yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes a little bit longer sometimes a little bit fatter but uh, usually just a black rectangle sometimes cream yours you've you you've put a subtle bow on on the top and bottom of them uh on the longer just part. a just a, a, a subtle curved edge and and that's what i mean like I, i'm so drawn i'm so drawn to the little details in this mm-hmm. and that's exciting because you said i could just put p90s in here but you did something a little yeah. bit different yeah that that to me is yeah, yeah. that it just changes the whole look of the guitar uh, kind of like, you know, tires can change the whole look of a car, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty impressed with that that cover design. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Very oh, nice. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's important because I mean, you can just throw an, a, another set of soap bars on a guitar, but then it's it just looks the same like as so everything many else. Other guitars, right. right? Yeah, yeah. So you really have to do something that. That sets the guitar apart, uh, even if very subtly, like that pickup cover. Uh, you know, it's nothing extreme, but it's it doesn't look like you know your typical uh, you know. Every off the, off we the said this pickup. at the beginning, and and we weren't kidding. Subtlety, like you use subtlety like a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. 
I know that sounds really weird to say, but I, I mean, every I like little that. decision is so subtle, but it's just, oh, good. It's good, good, good. So how did you, uh, in terms of, and this one has a trauma, you have hardtail versions as well, but what, what made you settle on mm-hmm. the mastery as opposed to like a Bigsby or, or anything else like that? Well, I've done a, I've done a lot of Bigsby's in the past. I like Bigsby's. Uh, I'd never done that type of trim on a guitar before the the mastery or the you know a jazz master trim mm-hmm. uh so i just wanted to try it out derek uh, lincoln who i share the shop with you know uses them all the time of mm-hmm. course so no they're, they're yeah, i'll try one of these out instead they're really cool i mean yeah I, they're, they're great they're they're way way so much better than the original oh yeah uh, jazz master well, jaguar the, bri- the bridges units, especially so. those those are just incredible yeah well, and it's not often that you see, again, as we're looking at this, this is, it's the body itself is reminiscent of a single cutaway, um, you know, Les Paul, uh, but um, much more modern looking, much more, much more like a, maybe a, a, a single cut junior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still leaning more towards Dan Electro. No, I'm just saying the body <laughs> shape, man. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Anyways. Uh, Jeez, Tony. Oh man! Uh, yeah. Well, hey, when everybody else gets on here, let them let them decide. Now they can tell us what they see in this. <laughs> put it on. Put yeah. it on the Facebook yeah. thingy. And you guys are more <laughs> friends of mine than you, Tony. So do the right thing. Oh, um, what? what was that? What? I, I heard some so, whispering going on. But there. but you wouldn't often see. Uh, you know, that, you would not see. Sort of, you would not see a a. a Jazz master no, that's, trim that's on what's a neat about it. so-called Les Paul shaped guitar. Yeah, a single cutaway guitar. Let's just call it that. Single a single cut. cutaway slab guitar. Uh, something else that you um, are doing that's really interesting with these is your color choices. Um, I mean, this is mm-hmm. this is like uh, it, it's like a primer gray, but it's not boring primer gray. It's a modern gray and. I never thought mm-hmm. that I would say, ooh, I want a gray guitar. I want that guitar. Right. <laughs> like that that's awesome. What made you nice. what made you sort of say, hmm, colors? Nope. <laughs> I, you know, I guess it's just uh trying to do something different, you know. I mean I love all the classic colors. I love you know, gaudy, crazy colors, but I don't know, you know, it's been done. So I, I thought, why not go yeah. and kind of rein it, rein it in and see where that goes, you know, rather than uh, just, you know, going over the top. What, what are you shooting? Are, are you, uh, do you use celluloid or, or nitro or are you doing a poly? No, no, it's a, a polyurethane, you know, just like an automotive yeah. uh, finish. Okay. Uh, I don't, Nit- nitrocellulose is a nice finish, but it is so, so toxic. It's really awful. Oh, it tastes good, though. Uh, even after it's... <laughs> you know, no, it's terrible. <laughs> even uh, even after it's dried, it just it gasses off forever, you know? And yeah. It, it just it makes me... It, it starts to make me sick almost immediately to be around it. And I, I don't... I just can't use it. Well, yeah. you're right. Once poly cures, I mean, you can hit it with a sander and, and really smooth things out. And it polishes up like, like yeah. And yeah. if you shoot yeah, it thin you enough, know, po- po- there's yeah, no- poly gets a bad rap because it's not a, it's not really 
that much different than nitro lacquer, but it people use it differently. You know, the big factories the they just pile it on, yeah. yep. and then they love they love rather than doing a really good finish sanding before paint. They just lay the paint on and then, yep. you know, kind of sculpt the shape out of the paint yep. because you can do that with poly, but you don't want to do that. You know, if you use it, if you prep it pop properly, you sand your guitar beforehand properly and then do a light coat. I mean, it's a great finish. It's it's not a, you know, substandard finish like like some people want to make it out to be. Yeah, I would agree. It almost starts. I think that's the thing that people have a problem with is that when they lay it on so thick, it starts to make the guitar look cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and years definitely do not look cheap. Uh, you also, you've done some in, in almost like a, a dark dolphin gray and um, not quite a military green, but almost like a sage which again, those are not mm -hmm. common, common colors for a guitar. Like the, the, this, right. I'm just so excited that you did something different. It's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. I'm glad you like it. I mean, that's, that's the idea, you know, something that, especially with the guitars being so simple and so minimal, you know, I, I feel like you need another, something else to kind of, yeah. Your choices uh, have to make be it pop, you know, very good choice. When, when you, when you take something and you make it so simple, the choices mm -hmm. have to be spun on. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Maybe one of the reasons that I am drawn to these, uh, I worked in a Porsche restoration shop when I was younger, uh, mm -hmm. almost exclusively the three fifty sixes, uh, spiders, etc. Okay. Mm. And, wow the beauty of those cars when some way it's funny because some people look at it and they look at it and they say, that's a goofy looking car or that's, that's boring or that's simple or that like, mm -hmm. bleh, right. The bathtub, they look, this looks like they call them the bathtubs. Right. When you, mm -hmm. when you spend a little bit of time and you see up close, the design decisions that were made, just the subtle, the subtle roll of an edge of a deck lid. Mm hmm. It will bring you to tears. I mean, it's really, it's yeah. really impressive. And it's, and it's, it's, it's the reason that they still are like so much money and where people just are mm -hmm. so obsessed with them. But what my point is that in its simplicity, they had to make those decisions are, are, are calculated and very thoughtful. And that's what makes mm -hmm. the, the harmony of that entire piece in its simplicity, so put the extra roll on the hood. What is wrong with you? What? That's the in the Porsche factory. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, okay, so uh, give I'm, me the I'm, sunpaper. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. What else? You you've got some. Uh, now, are you doing anything with the hardware on here? Let's talk about your hardware. Where's that? Where's mm -hmm. that kind of stemming from? Oh, that's uh, that typically aluminum mm. oh. um, and that's by a ABM which is a German company speaking of German companies yeah uh, <laughs> yeah Make it out mean, of aluminum. they're fantastic <laughs> and, yeah man you know the design and engineering that that comes from there is just it's yeah. insane you know it's, I, I, it's it always great. has been does that one is that it's a compensated uh uh wrap around is that right I, I, it does look yeah like it's a, a non-adjustable yeah. Yeah. Non-adjustable compensated wraparound. And it's, 
really beautifully made. It's it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And they make a they make an adjustable one as well, which is really nice. I I just kind of a little partial to the non adjustable. I know it's not everyone's to everyone's taste, but. Uh, well, really as long like as it. you're not using wild variations in strings, I mean, it's yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, th- like I, I think third. most people would be surprised. Most people would be surprised at how close those get. I mean, they are really close without you know having to adjust each each string individually. The first one that I ever, the first one that I ever did see was the uh, was the white one. I don't know. White guitars just it, it's some people love white guitars. Some people really don't like white guitars because they, white doesn't show curves off and show uh, edges off well. It doesn't capture the light as well. Mm-hmm. However, it does show age. It shows how much it's been played. Yeah. And it shows, yeah. you know, what, what it's been through. So, I mean, there's goods and bads about it. I, yeah. I like white. I, I mean, I like this one. You've got a, a, a unique toggle that, uh, on there as well. Is that uh, is that also from that? What, what's the company? ABM. What was ABM? It? Yeah. No, that, that actually um, that switch tip I get from TV Jones. Oh, very ah. cool. Yeah. Tony, mm-hmm. are you familiar with those? Yeah, of course. They. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? Have I offended? No. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. The, uh, but there's, uh, what do you call those? Are those, like, would you call that like a barrel top? Barrel top, yeah. Barrel top. Yeah. I just made that up. Did kinda, I get it right? I don't know. Kind of Gretchy, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. It almost looks like it a It looks like button. a little pit, like a piston. Or... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Traveling the length of the guitars here, just looking at different aspects of it. And I think we're going to get to the most. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the headstock. The headstock. Although it's cool because it's just offset and you've got really great machines, on machine there. heads on there. Yeah. What, what are those from? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Those are uh, by Shirtler, which is a, a Swiss company, I believe. Where, now, where did but, you find um, something like this? What what uh, made you say these ones? Uh, for those, sorry, for those who aren't being able to to, to say, uh, let me just explain these a little bit. They're uh, it's an oval back, pretty heavy duty looking. Uh, but it's it's a nice combo because it like it's it's modern in its in its um, heavy dutiness, but it's open back gears, right, Tony? Open back gears, yeah, yeah. back gears with and brass, every, yeah. right? So it looks finished, even though it's open back. It looks really cool. Yeah, it's a combination of chrome, uh, black, and brass. Those are beautiful. Yeah, I've always I've always liked open back tuners. There's something cool about. Being able to see it turn, you know, yeah. And oh yeah, like the the precision of it is is cool, and especially like those because they they don't look like anything else, you know. They're, no. they're well, very, yeah, those oval very, base plates are really again cool. very simple. Yeah, very simple but very unique. One one thing I've always tried to do with these is use as much as possible different and unique parts, but parts that could still could have existed you know in the late 40s early 50s they're not mm-hmm. um any kind of technology or anything that's new uh these weren't around obviously but they could have been you know this guitar could have existed in that time period alongside all those other guitars but it's so in that sense it's it's kind of like a vintage guitar you know but it's it is modern as well so if that makes sense yeah no it, it absolutely does now headstocks are obviously where 
a lot of guitar run into problems. Like the voice that they're going for gets uh, rutted. Oh, I totally at agree. That point. Yeah, yeah. You've seen yeah, you'll see a guitar and you think, oh man, that's that guitar is great, you know. And then you get up to the headstock and it's just like you said, they just lose it because yeah, they, they can't. It, it's a tough one, man. It's really, really tough to do headstocks. Yeah, but you've done yeah. one that is absolutely fitting to the voices of your of your design choices. Walk us through going about getting to that. Man, I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I can remember the exact origins of it. That's just something that's been I've been sitting on for years, and uh, just did a lot of different variations of and you know, on paper. And then finally cut some out and, and then finally got to where it's at. It, it took a long time. I, I don't remember exactly where it started. Okay. So we've gone through and we've been, you know, pretty explicit about a lot of the details and stuff, probably to, uh, probably to a fault. So hopefully everybody's, <laughs> everybody's, uh, you know, still sticking with us, but we're just really geeking out on these because it's, uh, it's hard to do something unique it's even harder to do something unique that doesn't look like you tried really hard to make something unique. Where does this stem from? How did you how did you go about deciding I'm going to make a guitar and I'm going to make it in this manner? I think probably about 10 years ago I started really getting into kind of as an enthusiast into architecture and design and once I started really exploring some of the different things that had happened with that, I, I think that's when I kind of had this idea of combining this uh, sensibility of uh, classic design and and sort of revamping <laughs> the electric guitar, like a classic electric guitar, but with a sort of a high design, minimalist design to it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's something I've been working on for quite a while, you know. And How long is quite a while for you? Four or five years, probably, okay. that I kind of spent thinking about it and so you weren't drawing on your actually really get... back in junior high and with... <laughs> no 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 okay. no not that long no someday but... i'm gonna make a postmodern guitar that nobody's seen <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no and, and then really like the last year and a half to two years where i've really working it out and trying to make that idea work i feel i feel pretty good about it you know it's like like you're saying it, it's it's very simple, but the amount of drawings and different iterations it's gone through is just it's just crazy, you know, to try to, to finally get to where it's at. It's it's taken me a long time anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it would take a proper designer to do, but it took me a long time to, to just get it how I like it. You've got one, one picture up on Instagram where it's leaning up against um, uh, an Otis amp. And, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's very uh, early 50s, maybe even late 40s looking. And it looks natural there. You could absolutely see, like, the Arctic monkeys using this. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or the hives even, like that black and, that black and mm-hmm. white one. I mean, totally see them using it. And that's full-on yeah. modern punk, which is really interesting. Again, is somehow you manage to you know, pull a unicorn out of here. Right. Well, that's, you know, that's kind of the hope too, that, you know, that it's sort of this blank slate that there's nothing really projected on it. Like a lot of the classic guitars, you know, have certain associations with them and trying to do this thing that, that, that anyone could, 
could attach themselves to and, and you know and hopefully also make you play different or play something different that you might not on another guitar you know that's that's the goal you know whether yeah. or not uh, that's achieved I, I don't know but that's that's what i'm hoping for yeah you know well and a lot of things that are old or, or look old almost seem tend to look a little bit precious uh i guess yeah a little like even that Otis amp, it's like like you wouldn't want to take it out of your living room. It's, you, you don't want you don't want something to be nostalgic, you know. I, 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 you want it like I feel like this reaches into the past, but it's not in a uh, in a fake way, you know. Like yeah. you're saying, it's not it's not artificial. It's not uh, overly nostalgic, you know. I, or yeah. I hope it isn't, you know. No. It's his own thing. I yeah, mean, I mean, uh, the, well, the photo that, that, that Todd's talking about, I mean, that could easily, you know, if you if there was a history of the electric guitar and amp, you know, from the 1950s, mm-hmm. you could see that just right there. Yeah. And then you have a yeah, counterpart yeah. sitting <laughs> right next to a PV amp. Like, exactly. like yeah, it looks like full-on rock. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, everybody, you know, hey, those things still still are workhorses, man. Right. Um, which, Tony, you already, you know that. Main USA. Uh, cool, man. Well, <laughs> so what are your what are your plans like moving forward with these? Like what you, you're working on a new model, a double cutaway. I'd like to do uh, an offset. Uh, and I've, I've got a lot of different drawings that I've been working on. I don't have that quite to where I want it yet. Um I would also like to do maybe a reverse offset, you know, something. Oh. Mm. Uh, you know, as you are uh, developing this this latest guitar, make sure you throw them up on, on our Facebook group so everybody can check them out. We are going to get on with our s- segment. Would you rather... Wait, what was it? Jim oh Neighbors, you got a little bit of... Golly! Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's just... Would you rather have... <laughs> Uh, okay, man. Would you rather own an Epiphone Casino or would you rather own an ES-335? Casino. Fully hollow body. Sunburst. Trapeze tailpiece. P90 pickups. Metal yeah. dog ear covers. Yeah. Or an ES-335 center block uh, stop bar tailpiece. Worth more money. And humbuckers. And humbuckers. Yep. In 65, you either got nickel or chrome because that was a transitional year. Wow. And and most of the time, all the, the ABR1 bridges uh, were still always nickel at that time. All right. You know, just subtle details because we talked about subtleties. I'm going to go with the casino. I, I like casinos. I think they're cool guitars. They're definitely a totally different breed than than a 335. Um I mean, if money were an object and someone said, hey, would you rather have this or this? I'd probably take the 335. Oh, sure. But, you know, in this case, this is all... It's fun. It's just for fun. Right. So I'm going with the casino. Yeah. Todd, what do you want? I'm going with the casino, too. (gasps) For sure. It's just cool. It's cool. I like it, and and I... I, I'll get it, and I'm going to put a split trapeze, split trapeze <laughs> tailpiece on it. And mini humbuckers. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, no, I, but I also like the P90 in that. I am. I would rather have that, to be honest. Okay. I'm going to go ES335. Uh, the, the humbuckers, there was a big... I know all about that and the transitional period that Gibson was going through. And um, 
So were those the, the what you would call T-tops, or, or those are patent numbers? They're still patent number PAFs. Okay. And uh, they're, gosh, if you take them out and you sell them alone, you'll get you know anywhere from two to $4,000 just <gasps> for the set of pickups. Whoa. It's, cra- it's crazy. But that's... You, and they're a very common model, uh, the ES-335, and because it was a great model, it was a great player... It wasn't big and flashly, flashy like the two upper models uh, above it, but yeah, you know, it was just a great guitar. Yeah, I, I, talking about pickups, did they make two different sizes for the bridge and the neck, or were they the not same? Not on, yeah, not on that model. Okay, but they did make a narrow space PAF at one time. Okay, but and you saw those on like Barney Kessels, right? Right, but uh, yeah, not the. ES-335. I was totally going to say that, right. Matt, what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. uh, casino, definitely. There you go. Nice. Aww. Yeah, yeah. I like the they're they're really hip. They're super light. Uh, they sound really good unplugged. They got a lot of acoustic projection to them. The P90s, the trapeze piece. It's it's a hip guitar. I I, I like that a lot better than a 335. And it's one of the only ones that I could actually say. With a white pick guard, I'm cool with. <laughs> it, honestly, like I can't yeah. think of another guitar that has a white pick guard that I'm like, yeah, that. I could see that. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it somehow it just it fits with that. The big E down by the the big E, the roundabout, yeah, lower part. Of I like it. I like it a lot. Ooh, doggies! All right, everybody, Tony. Let's not make this a novel. <laughs> All right, this, this a is novel not or make it. Novel. You can make it novel. Don't make it a novel. Settle in, everybody. Yes. We like to thank some very special people. Our executive producers. Who are they? Executive producers, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, they support our podcast. They get to have their name read on the thing. That's right. Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm going to read the names on the thing. Okay, do it. I'd like to welcome aboard Mr. Darren Gregory. Thank you, Darren. Yes, Thank you welcome, very much. my friend. Welcome. Uh, you're joined in noble company with uh, Alex Leggett, uh, Robert Marfleet, John Anglin, Chris Kearney, Sean S. 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 Oliver Gonzalez, John Daly, Robin Smith, Derek Fitzer, Pete Marshall, Carlos Mancha, Matt Brammer, David Wolfson, Martin Cliff and Tom Barazin. That is correct. So if you, and I'm talking to you, if you want to become an executive producer, head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar knobs. The guitar guitar knobs. Find out how. If you can't be an executive producer, go over there anyhow. We have other levels. You just don't get your name read on the thing. You will get something from us. And you will. Matt Needham, where can people find your wares? Uh, You can look on uh, Instagram, Needham Guitars, Facebook. uh, NeedhamGuitars.com will hopefully be improved soon. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, mostly uh, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, the uh, Reverb Store. Cool. Excellent. Tony. Uh, you can go to PickGuardian.com and has all my wares and goods, including the new limited edition PickGuardian t-shirts. That's right. We Available today. today. Really cool. Yes. And then, uh, of course, the other social media. Great. Jared. Uh, if you need pickups or pickup repair, uh, please go to BrandonWoundPickups.com. 
And uh, you can email me at Jared, J-A-R-E-D, at BrandonWildPickups.com. And my pickups last as long as I am alive. It's that. Well, I mean, the uh, I really screwed that up. Yes, it's as soon right. as he's dead, the pickups yes, just don't work anymore. No, the warranty <laughs> is as long as I'm alive. Yes, they're, they're guaranteed. Okay, so anyways, hey, everybody, we'd like to remind you that Reverb.com is a marketplace just for musicians all over the world. You can buy, sell, make offers, and negotiate with complete protection. And you know what? This is the only place that truly is supporting uh, boutique builders, boutique artisans, pedal builders, guitar builders, amp builders. There isn't another place online that you can find all these people that we support, that our show supports, that you like to listen to, that you're seeking. So check out Reverb.com and get yourself some handmade gear from people off our show. Well, we thank you for listening and uh, for, for stumbling along with us. <laughs> in certain parts uh it's been super fun we love talking about this stuff oh yeah we are grateful that you are out there listening and that you're sharing your thoughts and opinions with us please continue to do so we love getting the emails and such uh from you and on our socials and keep it coming and until then subscribe yeah We'll just. He prefers tiny pedals, actually. Oh my gosh, you guys are killing me right now. <laughs> well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram, at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.